to the Saucy Stat Bros Podcast. I'm Kyle, alongside my co-host Brandon, and today marks the completion of week seven of the college basketball uh, season. So Brandon, let's get started with a recap of last week. Yes, sir. Oh, we're getting around New Year's time, which means conference play is right around the corner. So closing out non-conference play, we still have three teams undefeated still, UConn, Purdue, and New Mexico. Zero losses between those three. But other games with teams with losses, Miami beat Virginia this week. What were your thoughts on that game? Because Virginia was way behind and came back. Yep, absolutely. That was, uh, first of all, a really good game. Uh, I'm glad to see Virginia come back and make it interesting towards the end. Um, But overall, I was surprised. Um, as you guys know, I've kind of been a darling out of Virginia for most of the year. Um, the The main event earlier in the year, I was really thrilled with their play in that. Um, they've held a top five AP ranking the past few weeks. Uh, so I was surprised. I'll say that much. Um, I don't think it spells doom for Virginia, uh, but it definitely you know makes this team seem very mortal. Um, and then on the flip side for Miami, um, this is a statement win for Miami to come out here and and throttle Virginia, dominate from wire to wire in the game. Uh, it's really, I think, a, a proof that Miami is, you know, right there in the top group in the ACC. Um, they haven't gotten the respect that I would say Miami fans would expect uh, nationally so far. Uh, and this game, I think, will put them on the map. Uh, again, the Canes only have one loss. So watch out for this Miami team. Yeah, I mean, 12-1, and one, not really the best schedule to push them up higher but still 12 and 1 is very impressive and that was a big win against a really good team that a lot of people are penciling into a final four contender championship contender type team yeah exactly and the other thing too is Miami's going to get there with their schedule like we know that this team is going to have you know quality matchups in the ACC uh, so it's not like they're going to be a questionable team going into March Madness, like a Gonzaga team would be, for example, where there isn't those strong games, those strong matchups. For sure. And this Miami team has a lot of really strong players on their roster that can take them there. I mean, yep. you have Juan, you have Pack, you have Miller. You have a good team with Miami. But... We'll talk about them a little bit more later with the AP poll, but moving on, last week, big double overtime win for Providence. Yes. They beat, or Yeah, they beat Marquette, which yep. they are starting to look like a tournament caliber team. They were very shaky to start, and I was not sold on them going into this year, but they're reminding me of them last year where they are scraping together wins, big yep. wins. Exactly. Find a way to win. That's the motto for Ed Cooley and that Providence team. Um, I picked them. That was my golden pick last week was to have them take down Marquette at home. Uh, They did it. Was it pretty? No. But did they do it? Yes. Uh, And that's going to be the story for Providence the rest of the year, like you said. Yeah, for sure. Uh, One of your picks that did not pan out, which we'll get into later, but San Francisco destroyed Arizona State. That Uh, was... Ugly for Arizona State. Great game for San Francisco. Great numbers across the board. But wow. Um, 
that game surprised me. Uh, Arizona State has really, really solid this year up until that game. Uh, that really kind of derailed the momentum they had and just kind of the the want to be there, be in a tournament that, that Bobby Hurley had been instilling in that team. Uh, it was not, we didn't see that at all uh, in this San Francisco uh, game on the road. They got blown out. What was the final score again? Uh, I think it was like 96 to 60 or something. 97 to 60. Yeah. That's, I mean, you just, you can't have that. If you're looking to be in the tournament, you can't have that. Um, No, you need wins and you can't have losses. The Dons shot 57% from the field, 52% from behind the arc. (laughs) Arizona State shot 28% from the field and just 19% from behind the arc. It, it was all terrible. around a terrible game. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And matchup predictor still has Arizona State at 41% chance of beating Arizona this upcoming Saturday. How much confidence can you have in a team that just lost by 37 points to a mid-major school? Well, they'll for sure bounce back. They will not lose like that to Arizona as well. Um I get that Arizona is a high caliber shooting team. Um, they shoot a lot of uh, a lot of threes. They shoot. A, they make a lot of their baskets. Um, the defense isn't really there, but Arizona is going to have offensive firepower, especially through their big man Umar Balo, uh, seven footer, came from Gonzaga with coach uh, <clears throat> with coach um, Tommy Lloyd. Lloyd. Yep, yep. I was going to get there. But just helping you out. Yep. All right. Well, thank you. But yes, with Coach Lloyd, uh, I think that Arizona State isn't going to be able to keep up with that size uh, and Arizona's perimeter shooting uh, all at once. I think that they can stop either or, but they can't stop both. Um, and I would take the Wildcats by about 10, 10 to 15, somewhere in there. That's so. fair. Speaking of terrible losses and about 10-point losses, Iowa. Biggest margin that in history of margins or spreads, whatever it was. They were 32-point favorites against Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois. It was the largest sports book upset in college basketball, I believe. That was insane. They were... Yeah, Eastern Illinois covered by 42 points. Yep, and it was at Iowa, too. Mm-hmm. And the spread did cover uh, Murray not playing. So I do believe Murray didn't play, but the spread still took that into account. That is no excuse if you're a Hawkeyes fan. That's no excuse to lose to that team at all. No, you're, you're probably just sick and tired of Fran McCaffrey at this point. Yeah. No sweet 16 appearances. You have to go through a lot of just brutal weeks. Absolutely mm-hmm. brutal weeks. Yeah, Iowa. Ay-ay-ay. Yeah, that's I think that's the harbinger of uh, March disaster for Iowa once again. Just like every other year under Coach McCaffrey, they find a way to disappoint. That is absolutely true. And speaking of disappointing, 
Winter weather canceled a lot of games. Wisconsin had a game canceled. Iowa State had a game canceled. Mm -hmm. There was probably near a dozen games canceled. Yep. Games not canceled were down in Hawaii. You want to talk about your uh, Rainbow Warriors? Absolutely. Uh, So this weekend, the Diamond Head Classic, Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic, took place out at the Stan Sheriff Center on Oahu. And there were eight teams in the tournament. And of course, the Rainbow Warriors took home the W. Uh, It was really a remarkable tournament, too. So their first game, Hawaii played Pepperdine. They won 76 to 70. Um, Overall, kind of a very mediocre game. Strong three-point shooting from Hawaii uh, powered them to victory. Their next game was against a Pac-12 team, Washington State. Hawaii won by 11 points, 62-51. Uh, Washington State was favored in that game as well uh, by two points. So really impressive 13-point spread win for Hawaii. And their last game, the most exciting one, SMU. Hawaii was trailing for most of the game, and with about four seconds left, they were down 55-57. And at the very, very, very end of the game, three-point shot. And it goes in, uh, I believe it was... Oh, who was the, it was, uh, oh yeah, it was Javon McClanahan. Made the three-point jumper, put the Rainbow Warriors ahead, and they won. 58-57. Bang! He cashed that. It was a great shot. If you I haven't seen highlight. it, it was an excellent look highlight. it up. It was absolutely incredible. My favorite part of the highlight is the one SMU player who's just staring at the basket after it happens, just absolutely jaw to the floor. <laughs> what just happened? Yep. Oh my gosh. His reaction was absolutely priceless, but mm-hmm. yep. yeah, your rainbow warriors buzzer beater in paradise. They did. So yeah, they really, uh, they dropped some jaws there with, with that shot. Uh, and speaking of things being dropped, Chris yeah, Beard charges. charges were dropped yeah. this last week. Pitchfork community totally messed that one up. Mm-hmm. Um, we said this earlier. We were waiting on more information. We were hoping that he didn't do anything wrong. Charges were dropped. His fiance said that she didn't want him arrested in the first place. Right. So Chris Beard should be back here soon. <clears throat> I took uh, Chris Beard's value and put it back in for Texas for my formula, so they went back up. But a lot of people were saying fire him before they knew all the facts. Yep. And from what it sounds like, they got in an argument that became physical because they were both mad at each other, um, which happens. And yeah, she called the cops, I guess, out of a reaction instinct, but... Yeah, it's good sure news she, to hear that. What's that? I'm pretty sure she called the cops after he left. It, like right. stormed. Yeah, out. yeah. That, so it was. That, yeah. The good news is that yeah, there was no uh, unaggravated assault from Coach Beard, uh, and therefore he should be reinstated as a Texas head coach very soon. Yeah, I mean, what uh, based on what I was reading and stuff, it was looking like it would just be a misdemeanor. The, mm-hmm. They just charged him with that, and then they were going to eventually knock it down. But still, I think with a misdemeanor, they 
he still have had his job and it did not or it sounded way worse from opening headlines when everybody was saying fire him without all the facts so right hopefully we'll see him back on the court soon if he needs a little extra personal time i think that would be a good thing for him as well but texas has their head coach back yes maybe well they we will they don't have him back quite yet they'll get him back soon yeah, if not, somebody will definitely scoop him up. Yeah, Louisville. I mean, no <laughs> oh my god, I it it would fix Louisville if he went there. That's all it, I'm saying. It would make sense. It mm-hmm. it would be on par. It would. <laughs> Anywho, let's get into the AP poll. We kind of yeah. hinted at this a little bit ago, yep. but. Mm-hmm. Nothing really changed at the top. We still have Purdue, UConn, Houston, mm-hmm. Kansas, Arizona. But then Virginia dropped a lot, letting people move up some. UCLA is ahead of Baylor now. Yep. Miami still behind Virginia, which kind of surprised me. There were me. only three big movers really this week. It was Virginia dropping, Miami climbing, and Mississippi State dropping as well. I mean, um, you also have Illinois dropping out from 16. Oh, yes, true. That yeah. was a big... Whew. After getting whipped. Yeah. Missouri absolutely just destroyed them. Mm-hmm. Didn't even pay for dinner first. Yeah. I mean, it, it was... Oh, my gosh. If you're an Illinois fan, you were just turning it off after, like, five minutes. They yep. did not look good. Missouri has looked good. Missouri has been a surprisingly good team this year. Um, hats off to Dennis Gates for making that happen at Missouri. Um, they are set up well to make the tournament. Yeah, but they have a tough road to have them with SEC play, mm-hmm. which I it'll be tough for them. It'll definitely be very, very tough because they have a lot of talent that they'll have to face. They'll have to face yep. number seven, Tennessee, number eight, Alabama, number nine, Arkansas. Yeah. Kentucky's it's, in there too. Auburn's in there. The list keeps going on and on. The SEC has gotten a lot of teams into this top 25. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely insane how many teams at the SEC has gotten because I – don't think the SEC deserves this main teams in the top 25, but I think the Big 12 deserves more teams than the top 25. But that's just my favoritism. You probably are saying they're like, nope, they're right. I You're disagree right. with you. I would say the SEC has the appropriate number of teams as is Big 12. But that's also my favoritism. So here we are. I mean, look at the Big 12, though. 11 and 1, 11 and 1, 10 and 1, 10 and 1, 10 and 2, 9 and 2, 9 and 2, 9 and 2, 9 and 3, and 8 and 4. Yeah. Their lowest win percentage is a 667. Half the <clears throat> half the SEC has two or fewer losses as well. That's not as much as the Big 12. Big 12 has a higher percentage of teams. Well, percentage, because there's only 10 teams in the Big 12. 
that'll change next year. Yeah. Yes, it will. will. And all those teams in the Big 12 will still have like two or fewer losses. The Big 12 is not going down in value. But, I mean, look at the SEC. Texas A&M at 6-5, South Carolina 6-6, Vanderbilt 6-6. Okay, you're picking the three worst teams in the SEC and just talking about those. Pick the three worst in the Big 12. Pin them against the three worst in the SEC. You're talking number of ranked teams? The SEC should have more than the Big 12 because there are 14 SEC teams. There's only 10 Big 12 teams. I would rank all twelve or all ten Big Twelve teams. <laughs> well, I can't say that with Oklahoma State at eight and four with some terrible loss. You sound like Bill Walton vouching for Stanford into the March Madness tournament last year. <laughs> They're from the Conference of Champions. <laughs> That's exactly what you sound like right now. Bill Walton's Instagram post. Kind of gate off track. That what? <laughs> what? I, there's no words. The solar power Christmas tree. Yes. Well, hey, maybe it's a tax break in California. For those of you in California, maybe you get like a check from the government if you don't power your Christmas tree with standard electricity. I don't know. Just a thought. <laughs> Trees work off of sunlight to begin with. Why do you well, add a solar panel to the bed? Well, because you gotta have lights in it. It's Christmas I, time. You gotta have lights in your Christmas tree. Do you not have lights in your Christmas tree? Dude, I have a lighter. I can make that thing as bright as humanly possible without any energy. Oh my god. <laughs> I did not need to hear that today. <laughs> Ah, speaking of bright lights, well, I guess not really speaking of bright lights, but anyways, moving on to my, my top 10 in my formula from this week, uh, transition is an excellent transition. I'm going to read off my formula. So I get number 10 up to number one, not a whole lot of changes, uh, but one notable one is Butler Butler surged all up to my number 10 spot this week. Uh, and they're. The only five loss team in my top 34. Interesting fact. Number nine, Purdue. Number eight, Sam Houston. Uh, they were there last week, another surprising team. Number seven, Arizona. Number six, UCLA. Number five, Houston. Number four, Arkansas. <clears throat> number three, Alabama. Number two, Kansas. And at number one, Gonzaga. Wowzers. Wowzers. I know what you're going to say after that, or you want you want to say after that. <laughs> yeah. Immature 22-year-olds talking about poop on our podcast. Wowzers. I've browned my trousers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anywho. I'm going to brown my trousers listening to your top 10. Uh, I mean, we share a lot of similarities <clears throat> in our top 10. Mm-hmm. You really can't deny it. One surprising thing that will shock you that's not in my top 10, Villanova's at 14, which is really surprising because... That is interesting. Were they 7-5 and five as well? They, mm-hmm. They're they without their best player, and they're still at 14 for me. They're only going to go up from there. Yep. 
So kind of sliding in as a dark horse because they could easily get a six seed, knock mm-hmm. off a two seed, maybe knock off a one seed. Uh, cough you. Um, yeah, I saw that. Anywho, coming in at 10, I have the Badgers. Coming in at 9, Oklahoma, which is also a dark horse. I really yep. want to see Porter Moser in the Final Four again. They're at 17 for me right now. Oh, my gosh. Porter Moser, March run. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it would be repeating history. It's written in the stars. Yeah, a million miles away. Uh Iowa State is at 8, Texas at 7, Kansas at 6, Alabama at 5, Texas Tech at 4, Arkansas at 3, Houston at 2, and Butler still at 1. Yeah. Yeah, not a whole lot going on for changes. but uh, I mean, it was a slow week in the office. A very solid top 10. I mean... I, I still don't know how I feel about Butler being at one. But they, I mean, look at North really Carolina last year. Butler's going to be so fun to watch this year. I'm I'm looking forward to Big East Conference play. I'm looking forward to Butler making March Madness. I want to see what Dad Mata can do. If they don't, they're winning the NIT by leaps and bounds. They are going to look like Xavier did last year in the NIT. But... Yep. I wouldn't put them at one, but they are looking like a good, solid team. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do have a fair amount of losses. Yes, they are 0-2 to start conference play, but they played the two toughest teams in the conference at the moment with UConn and Creighton. Yep. <clears throat> they have Providence, Georgetown, DePaul coming up here in the next like couple weeks. And they could get three wins, be three and two in conference play, eleven and five overall. They'll be looking like a solid seven seed, seven, eight, mm-hmm. nine, ten, somewhere in that range. They'll be dangerous for the two seed they play if they're a seven or a ten. The two seed that they play second round, they're going to be a tough out. We'll go with that. You know what I think is going to happen. Hmm. They're going to be the two seed, or not the two seed. They'll be like the eight or nine seed for Arizona's one seed, if Arizona is continuing their run. And they'll take on Arizona? Yeah. they. I don't trust Arizona against this Butler team. I wouldn't put it past them. Assuming Butler stays healthy. Right. That's the biggest worry for me for this Butler team. Because they have, was it six players who've played all thirteen games? Yeah, something like that. They're not very deep either. The team overall isn't that deep, so no. I want to see it though. I want to see. I, I want to see Thad Mata make a run again. They they do have five players scoring more than ten points per game. Yeah, you know how tough that is to guard. When you have five scores on the court. The core is there. They just need to keep that core healthy. All right. If this does happen, Butler, Arizona, you know what I would do if I was Tommy Lloyd? Mm-hmm. Just a two-man game what? with Balo and, oh, shoot. Uh, 
What's their four? Their power forward. Tubelis. Tubelis yeah. at the point. Follow sign a screen and just do a two man game the entire game with those two. <laughs> Spread everybody else That's, out. <clears throat> if they close in, throw it to your shooters. That's yeah. the Arizona advantage is they have the big guys and they just gotta they just gotta keep using them. So I mean they just need their guards to not be stupid. Yeah, oh the yeah. The Arizona backcourt is the is the weakness and it's the decision making. They have the talent, it's just poor decisions all the time. It, it, yeah. I mean going back to that Tennessee Arizona game. Oh my gosh. Without the big men, Arizona would have just gotten destroyed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Which to be fair, turnovers aren't a part of either of our formulas. They're in mine, and, they're not significant. Yeah, they basically factor in as a zero. But turnovers don't mean much come March, which is Arizona's saving grace because they have a lot of turnovers. Mm -hmm. But that's just my two cents worth. Yeah, We'll see how it pans out. So moving forward from this week to the week ahead, week eight, we got a lot of good games coming up. We're dipping our toes into conference play. It's going to be good. So, for our first preview game, who are you picking? Kentucky, Missouri? Missouri. I, Missouri's been looking good. I love that pick. I love Missouri or Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky has problems that they need fixed. But, yep. anywho... Tennessee Ole Miss. Go Vols, Tennessee. Ole Miss has just been lackluster under Kermit Davis. I hate to say it. I love Kermit Davis and what he did at Middle Tennessee, but uh, I just I don't see it in this team. I see a early SEC battle at Mississippi. You know how easy it would be for Tennessee to overlook their opponent in this one. Yeah, but it's Tennessee. They won't. Yeah, I mean... They, I, Ole Miss doesn't have anything that can that can upend Rick Barnes' game plan. You need to have yeah. some sort yeah. of oddball, some sort of talent that will throw Rick Barnes off, and he can't adjust once he's off balance. But if you never get him off balance, you can't win. Who knows? Maybe the flu will go around and Tennessee will <laughs> be missing a few people. Right. Then I can say I told you so. <laughs> Florida at Auburn. <clears throat> oh, Auburn. I know you like your Gators, but they have mm-hmm. not been looking good. No, they have not. Um, Arkansas LSU. Oof. That is a tough game to pick. Yeah. McMahon looks good at LSU. Give me Arkansas. Yeah, I, I had to go with you there. I Talent. want to pick Matt McMahon at LSU. Love what he did at uh, Murray State, but I just don't think that they have what it takes to overpower like Arkansas's talent quite yet. So, yep. Give me the Razorbacks. 
I'll second that. Colorado State, <clears throat> New Mexico. This definitely feels like it could be the downfall of New Mexico. Colorado State has been looking good, mm-hmm. but I think New Mexico is going to keep on rolling right past Colorado State. But my eyes will definitely be on that game. Yep. Uh, another Mountain West battle. Boise State, Nevada. Nevada. Go Wolfpack. Yes, sir. Next game, Air Force at St. Mary's. Uh, I gotta choose St. Mary's. Wait, isn't it... Did I type the wrong team out? That's what you typed. I think I typed the wrong team out. I was like, Air Force, St. Mary's. What? what? I I think it was San Diego State, not St. Mary's. Air Force, San Diego State. It is. Is that what it is? I think so. Here, let me pull it up. One sec. Yeah, it's Air Force, San Diego State. My bad. Okay. Okay. Uh, Who are you taking? Start of conference play. I think... That's why I was going to put this one down because I think Air Force will beat San Diego State. I think interesting, bold. Prediction. I think San I Diego like State will start off with a loss in Mountain West play, and they'll be battling the rest of the year. San Diego State is just always—I don't know what the right word is—a disappointment, I guess. Late season. It, well, yeah, because they can't win in March, no matter how good they are. Yes, sir. Which, there's some teams that I think can win a game from the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. San Diego State is not one of those teams. I agree. I think it's like Utah State, Nevada, mm-hmm. UNLV, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. They can win a game, but yeah, not San Diego State. And I think they are going to get a rude awakening even though they're saying at nine and three, but anywho, Miami, Notre Dame, Miami, they're on a roll. Notre Dame is not on a roll. It's at Notre Dame. Could be a bounce back game. Roll Kings. We'll go with that. Next up, USC at Washington. Gotta go USC. Go Trojans. I would have picked um, Washington. Really? To be fair, I don't follow Pac-12 that much. Just a gut thing, but I'll throw it out I, there. I think I'm going to watch a lot of Pac-12 this upcoming week because I think everything that I need to know for the rest of the year for the Pac-12 will be shown in this first week. And I think that's going to be a big game. And the winner of that game will get a seven seed in March. Fair enough. Um, UConn Xavier. Give me UConn. That was my pick. You'll see it later. Taking UConn. Next up, Texas Tech at TCU. I gotta trust the formula with this one and say Texas Tech. Texas Tech is sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Mm-hmm. Arizona at Arizona State. If it was at Arizona, it'd be an easy no-brainer pick. Uh, but despite the venue, I'm still picking Arizona. 
could be an interesting battle. It will be an interesting battle for sure. It, yeah. But I'm saying like the results could shock some people. Definitely. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma. Soon Future to be SEC, SEC game. Yep. Yeah. Got to go Texas if Beard is back. If it's not Beard, I think Porter Moser will do it. I like this Oklahoma team. Um, but it's going to be a good battle. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, San Diego State at UNLV. San Diego State. Even though San Diego State's prone to losing games they shouldn't lose, they still needed to maintain their their reputation as a good team. Uh, and this would be a game where they do that. UNLV is 11-1. and one. It's their home court. San Diego State is still good. Despite <sighs> all the problems they have, they're still good. I'm just saying, a San Diego State two-loss week is very within reason. Definitely. Next. And then next. West Virginia, Kansas State. This will be the game that we will watch the most. This yep. will determine who is legit between these two. And I think it's going to be Kansas State. I know you disagree with me, but. I certainly do. But we'll see. Yep. And lastly, UCLA at Washington. Give me the Bruins. They've been on a roll. Uh, I think that they are the premier team in the Pac-12. Yep. I can't argue with their, that you there, even though I want to. Yep. Fair enough. And that brings us to our pick'em game. Uh, fortunately for me, I won this week 4-3. to three, So... Cut back on that deficit just a little bit. Uh, but a recap of last week. Uh, Brandon gave me the Atlantic 10. I took Northern Iowa over State Bonaventure. Uh, that game converted. I missed my underdog pick, uh, Auburn at Washington. I took Washington. Uh, <clears throat> my road pick, Arizona State at San Francisco. Also incorrect. Uh, Brandon gave me Michigan, North Carolina. The Heels won it, and my golden pick uh, was a heart stopper two overtime, Providence over Marquette. So, moving ahead to this week, Brandon gave me the WAC Western Athletic Conference. Um, I'm taking Stephen F. Austin over UT Arlington on the road. My underdog pick is Mizzou over Kentucky. Um, I don't know why Missouri is <clears throat> the underdog by so much, but they are. My road pick uh, give me the Huskies to stay undefeated. UConn Huskies over Xavier. Brandon gave me the glorious Brown Northwestern game. I <clears throat> I don't know what to say about this game. I'm taking Northwestern. I guess go Big Ten. That's that's the best reasoning I have. Um, <clears throat> that my golden pick is going to be Alabama over Mississippi State. So once again, roll tide. You and your tide. Oh my gosh. So last week I lost by one point. Still got a 13 point lead, so cheers to that. 
First off, my men major, you gave me the lovely Horizon League. I incorrectly guessed Wright State losing, but they beat Miami, Ohio. Road pick, I picked Virginia at Miami, and that didn't pan out. Illinois as an underdog against Missouri, that did not pan out. Lipscomb at Louisville was the game you gave me. I picked Lipscomb, and they won. And my lovely golden pick, my dogs won. Georgia beat Chattanooga. Georgia's saying at 9-3. and And yes, I am going to continue updating you on Georgia. But this week, I got the lovely Ohio Valley Conference, where I chose Southeast Missouri State to go on the road and beat Southern Indiana. I like this Southeast Missouri State team because they're good in my formula. Do I trust them? Not even a little. But anywho, uh, second one is UCA USC at Washington, and Washington is favored, so I'm choosing USC as an underdog. Road pick, I have Arkansas on the road at LSU, getting the big win. Um, you gave me the lovely Miami at Notre Dame game. This very easily could backfire, but I'm choosing Miami. And my golden pick. I have Iowa losing to Nebraska. God. That game is going to be so bad. <clears throat> I'm not even going to watch it. But it's at Nebraska. Yeah. That's my saving so, grace for that. So here we are. So, anything else from you before we uh, wrap her up? Nope. Check us out. Socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, website. Yeah, it all. Just check us out. We love you guys. Yes, we do. Big hearts over here. Yep. You know us. But yeah, what Brandon said. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, and we are the Saucy Sapros Podcast. We appreciate your time, and we will see you all on our next episode. Until then, peace out.